Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team Happy Canada Day. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yes, it is uh, another packed house here in the studio this morning on uh, what is a holiday long weekend. So if you have Monday off, hopefully the weather is uh, enjoyable enough that you can enjoy your pool. If you have one, we're going to be talking about pools today on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. As mentioned, Rob Golfie in studio with us, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Phil Golfie, also a sales rep with the Golfie team, is with us as well. Our special guest this week, Bob Simpson from The Pool Shop. Bob, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming in today. We're going to talk about uh, pools. We're going to talk about uh, Canada Day Long Weekend. We'll have some upcoming real estate stats, a dog contest that you guys are uh, are operating. Uh, in a second or two, we're going to talk about double ending, uh, so stay tuned for that. RobGolfi.com is the website, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Uh, Rob's all over social media as well, at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. All right, let's start with our first topic on the agenda today on the Hamilton Real Estate Show. Ontario is proposing banning the practice of double ending, in which a real estate agent represents both the buyer and a seller in a transaction. Is this uh, good or bad news? Um, I, I think it's good news, uh, Rick. We we practice that. We've been practicing that on our team. Um, we usually have, uh, when someone on our team or myself, we list a property and, um, we have another agent, uh, if somebody calls us on that, we have another age agent, uh, to represent the buyer. So what double ending means is, is sometimes a lot of buyers, uh, they feel that if they call the agent that has the listing, like the, the for sale sign, it has, you know, uh, you know, let's say Dave Smith, mm. uh, his name's on mm. the sign. They're going to call Dave Smith. They think they're going to get a better deal dealing with him directly. You know, sometimes they think the commission's going to be better. They're going to get a better deal. In most cases, the buyer ends up paying a lot more, hmm. and uh, and and more and more lawsuits happen when there's uh, multiple representation. So the uh, the Ontario government uh, is uh, looking at what, uh, and I think I think was British Columbia, Alberta, Nova Scotia, Manitoba. They already implemented laws that you cannot double end. Now, it, uh, sometimes a single individual agent, they may struggle with that because they don't have a team like we do. Right. But we never, we never have the same agent represent the buyer and the seller at the same time. Um, and that's why we have no legal issues going mm -hmm. on or anything. But, but most legal issues happen when both parties, uh, the, the agents representing both parties. Are, are there any advantages to having one agent uh, double ending? And, and maybe the only situation I can think of is is if a, uh, a you know a home is in has been in the family for a couple of generations and they're just handing it down. Is that maybe the only time it would work? It, yes, yeah, they they've uh, they, they'll exclude you know uh, again pa you know uh, representing family in situations like that. I was reading about the article in the paper and I think that was on Thursday's. Mm. It wasn't uh, Thursday's 
spectator okay. or something like that. Um, but yeah, it just there is no advantage. There's no advantages. People think there's an advantage, and there is no advantages. And uh, you should always have an independent uh, representative. Uh, for you, because we will like uh, we will do a, a full analysis of the neighborhood, whether to see if the value of that property is worth what they're asking. And I, I can give you stories. You know, when when it's a balanced market, and um, and we go in and we see that the seller bought the house with the same agent that had the listing, mm-hmm. and we c- we sometimes exclude those listings because we feel that the the, the stats don't. Uh, are not correct with it's not true market value because all of a sudden you got six homes two-story homes you know four bedrooms you know two and a half baths and everything they're all they're all selling let's say let's just hypothetically make a price they're all selling between 385 and 400 and all of a sudden you see this one out of out of the blue just just one it it was double-ended by an agent and it sells for four and a quarter Hmm. so that it, homeow- skew, it skews the stats. It, it, it skews the stats, and that homeowner probably overpaid for that property right. uh, years, you know. And uh, so we don't, you know, it's kind of hard to use that as a as a as a stat. This picked up a lot of attention when uh, CBC's Marketplace aired a show called "How Some Agents Break the Rules," hmm. and it was actually a couple, um, you know, perceived buyers who went undercover and they walked into different open houses and they walked into different, you know, went on viewings of properties and. And they were talking to the agents undercover to see what what agents were doing to break the rules to ensure that they would try and get you know both sides of the deal. Um, sometimes they would disclose you know other offers, or sometimes they would disclose you know you know stuff that that shouldn't be disclosed within a uh, real estate transaction mm-hmm. negotiation. So they they came out with a stat and they said the average among top sellers, these would be the teams, is about ten percent in total of of agents double ending properties. Right now. On the board today, and these the, the the biggest problem about this is these stats aren't available to the public. You have to get them from the real estate board, and the real estate board does does not make them public. But some agents right now, and and even in our local market, Hamilton Burlington Real Estate Board, and even in Hamilton, some agents are double ending up to twenty to thirty percent of their properties. Wow! So that's them, you know, taking the call on their property and and putting putting a buyer in a position that they're overpaying. On the other end, this agent, you know, if they only do two or three or four deals a year, this represents two deals, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. On on the average sale of property, their commission check is is it's going to be double. It's it, going to be double. It's, right, it's, right. it's double, right? So, yeah. So if you if 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 it shouldn't be ten um, percent, uh, I think our board average, and I think the Toronto Real Estate Board is about ten percent. But when you start seeing the numbers start getting a little higher than that, then then you know there's. You know, it just, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, its not good. And that's why most lawsuits happen during uh, when there's uh, double ending going right. on. For the buyer, um, what advantages do they see or what, what advantages do they foresee in, in doing a deal? Well, they think they're getting a better deal. Right. And, but the problem is um, the buyer he doesn't know what questions to ask the agent mm-hmm. uh, in regards to the value of the property, what's going on in the neighborhood and everything. So uh, like if the buyer had a proper representation that does not be, uh, that's not part of that listing. So if they can, like, let's say they come to us and say, hey, Rob, we're looking at this house on Main Street West in, in uh, Hamilton. And I'd say, okay, here's what's going on in the neighborhood. Here's what the houses have sold around it. Um, you know, there's there, there has been some issues with crime on this corner, let's just say. Right. Um, we will get that information for the client. Now, the client may not have felt 
uh, he may not have thought of bringing up those questions, but we will do that for him. Now, if he's going to directly to the agent that has the listing, he's not going to give him that information mm-hmm. because uh, it, it could deter him from buying that property. And and obviously he wants to sell it, and we all want to sell it. But there's a, there's a due diligence that the agent should have to it's a fiduciary uh, duty. Yeah. In other words, yeah. Uh, basically, it amounts to a conflict of interest, really. Absolutely, right. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of buyers think that they're going to get a deal, and think that if they buy with the listing, the, agent. The listing agent, that that the commission's going to get cut, and mm-hmm. that makes their offer more attractive to the seller. It doesn't but, happen. But it doesn't it, does, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. The commission remains the same. The the seller pays a split commission to both the seller agent and the buying agent right and and whatever's know. agreed upon on the contract it just stays it stays that way yeah. so are you surprised this hasn't been banned earlier you know what I'm it surprised just sounds also. so sketchy right I'm, I'm surprised also but that's why yeah. we, we've been practicing that uh for a long time now many yeah. many years and uh but yeah so th- they're looking into it and it'll probably uh take effect i'd say i i, I wouldn't doubt by next year right. but this is one of the 13 Things that the wind government said that they're looking into yeah. uh, to change in the uh, in the real estate uh, uh, in Ontario. So, how do you think this is going to change the game, or will it have a big impact here? I, I think it'll have a, a, a big impact on the individual agent. Uh, that you know, I, they're, they're going to have to probably uh, partner up with somebody mm. and say, "Hey, you know, if I list the house, you know, we have buyers. Can you, you know?" And they'll just they'll just switch. That's that's the only way. Right. Uh, they'll partner up with somebody in the office. But uh, but I, I think I think it's a good practice. I know maybe a lot of the individual agents are saying, uh, shut the radio off right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't but listen. No, no, no. But no, but I think it is. I, yeah. uh, I think uh, um, Rico will have less, uh, less uh, complaints and less lawsuits for yeah. sure. Uh, will this impact uh, not only the smaller uh, agencies, but the people who are selling their own homes are going through that kind of uh, those kind of companies? I, I don't think. Oh, you mean like uh, like the private for sale companies? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, they they have a totally different system how they operate. Hmm. And uh, really, they don't even have any representation. They're representing themselves. Right, right. And sometimes uh, they they end up getting, you know, like they realize after a lot of times they should have had proper representation. But I, I'm not sure how that's going to work out with the private mm-hmm. for sales. Uh, is there a segment in the community where this is more uh, happening a lot more than, than elsewhere? Um, you know, while in the first quarter of this year, um, I could see, you know, uh, that desperate buyer that wants that house. They'll mm-hmm. go directly to the realtor and uh, and trying to get that uh, place. Um, but in a balanced market, you know, it, it there, there is no pinpoint of, you know, right. more in one area than the other. Or It's just that uh, it just keeps everybody uh, above board and, and everybody should be uh, mm-hmm. do their fiduciary duty in making sure that, uh, there's proper representation on both sides. Uh, any stats or anecdotal uh, notes from you know BC and Alberta, those provinces that have had this in, and, and how agents there are doing? They they just they, they haven't given any uh, any stats that, but they're just uh, just those other provinces are, are practicing that. So now the Ontario government or the Ontario uh, Real Estate Association are looking into see how the, uh, their systems are working, right. and they're going to probably. Uh, bring that into Ontario and and probably add things and just try to make it mm-hmm. uh, better for us. I mean, we're we're one of the strongest provinces in in Canada, yeah. so they they want to make sure before they implement anything that it's going to be right. 
My guess is it's going to force those agents who are doing these sort of deals to work a little bit harder. Well, they, they have to work hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Be, uh, be a lot more honest, let's just yes, say. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's uh, introduce uh, Bob Simpson uh, from uh, the pool shop. We've got about a minute or so in this segment. Uh, 1333 Rymel Road in Hamilton. Uh, the phone number is 905-388-5391. How long have you been at that location and in Hamilton? We've been at that location. This is the 45th year. Wow. wow. That is That's tremendous. Impressive. I know I started when I was good, 10. Good, yeah, yeah, I started when I was 10. That's amazing. Wow. This started at 16. <laughs> and before we get into, you know, some of the real estate uh, uh, related questions, uh, how has the pool industry changed in those 45 years? I mean, you must have seen everything under the sun, so uh, to speak. <laughs> well, a, a lot of the technology is starting to change. You get you get variable speed pumps, you get uh, electronic controls of your pool. Mm. But uh, basically, there's still um, still the same pool that yep. was uh, sold when I got into it. There's still a structure with water in it, and you have fun <laughs> while you're they in went, it. Exactly. They went, they went from a pond to a <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. When we come back, uh, more from Bob Simpson and uh, stuff like, uh, you know, how do I know if my pool fence satisfies Hamilton bylaws and, and everything else under the sun uh, regarding uh, pools and summer fun here on this Canada Day long weekend. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin, in with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also, Phil Golfie's with us, sales rep with the Golfie team. And our special guest this Canada Day long weekend, Bob Simpson from the Pool Shop, 1333 Rymel Road in Hamilton. The phone number there, 905-388-5391. Rob's phone number is 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. 7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. RobGolfi.com. If you have a question for uh, us on the Hamilton Real Estate Show, you can email your questions to questions at RobGolfi.com. Again, that's questions at RobGolfi.com. All right, segment number two is underway with uh, Bob Simpson from the Pool Shop. Do swimming pools add value to your home? Well, it depends on the condition of the pool. And, uh, you know, you can have a house that they've let the pool go that's going to need repair. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, a pool that's been kept up and, and they've maintained the yard. And we find that if folks are looking for a backyard pool, they want to buy a dream. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So when they walk yeah. into that yard and An they oasis. look at that pool. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, and Bob's right. Like, we go into properties and if the pool is hasn't been updated and well kept, mm-hmm. um, that will definitely deter anybody buying that house. But if the pool's in fabulous condition, and and to tell you the truth, a lot of people that didn't grow up with pools or or don't have pools, um, they end up buying houses with pools, and they, they weren't looking for a house with a pool, but mm-hmm. they end up buying a house with a pool. They become pool people. Mm-hmm. They now cannot live with a house without a pool, 
after they move from there because um, because it is it's it's like having a backyard resort, eh, Bob? Like it's like right. yes, and and probably the biggest um, drawback they'll say, oh, I've got small kids. There's a pool. They're worried about safety. But we find when you move into a house with a pool, m- your children are swimming that first year. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah, and it's good to have your kids know swimming for sure. Exactly. The, uh, do do home buyers look at if the pool is unkempt? Is is that the same as you know a, a roof needing repairs? Do they look at it the same way? Like, oh, I'm going to have to pour in some money to, you know, improve this. For for a pool person that's looking for a house for a pool, they they are more, they, they'll look at it and say, okay, we can fix this right. and do this. But but if a person's looking at a house and they weren't looking for a house for a pool, it could deter them. Yeah. But for instance, like you said, do, does pools add value? In, in more of the higher end neighborhoods, if you don't have a pool, you could lose value right, because because right. everybody else has one. Everybody right. else has one, so the pools do add uh, like they do add a lot of value when it comes, especially in in other prestige neighborhoods, mm-hmm. um, because you know that's what everybody's looking for. And then to put one in, you know, you have to figure out how you're going to get these bobcats going through between the houses and <laughs> yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I'm sure Bob's had stories uh, that you can tell about. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his, his eyes are rolling right now. <laughs> the, the houses, unfortunately, are are getting bigger and the lots are getting smaller. <laughs> and in, in many cases, we actually uh, get a small machine in the back. We use a conveyor to get the dirt out really? to the front wow. to get rid of it. You got to be creative. You, you do come up oh, with wow. some creative ways to get get the get the dirt out from the backyard. Yeah. Yep. So that, do you uh, still can you still get a bobcat bat there, or you have to get a smaller little smaller machine? And unfortunately, the smaller of the machinery, they become like tinker toys. The longer it takes, the more expensive it mm-hmm, is to put mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Wow. Uh, is that maybe one of the biggest challenges uh, since neighborhoods have changed? Is is the smaller lot sizes, and you've had to reconfigure, you know, the shapes and sizes of pools. Exactly, and and plus the the rules have changed. You know, the setbacks and and uh, uh, what size pool you can actually fit in the yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it, it can become quite difficult. Re- remember when they uh, they came out with the law? That, was this last year, Bob, with the fencing around the pool within the backyard? Yes. And then they canceled that right away, didn't they? They did, and and I attended those uh, those meetings at City Hall, and it was an effort to to increase safety. But you know, when it comes down to it, it it's it's uh, having a proper supervised pool. Um, right. You can do whatever you want about putting structures around the pool. If somebody wants to go swimming. They're going to go, but you need uh, a a supervisor to look after uh, swimmers. Uh, Which leads me to, you know, how do I know if my pool fence satisfies Hamilton bylaws? So what what are the rules and regulations? Well, uh, hopefully that you got a permit when you put the pool in, but there's there's some some older pools that that don't pass. But you need a five-foot, and a a five-foot fence is what you require, and it's actually a a fence permit that you get from City Hall, not a pool permit. Interesting. So you need a five-foot fence with a self-closed closing gate. Then, of course, you have to abide uh, uh, by the uh, setbacks, and, and, and depending what type of pool you're putting in, usually it's roughly four or five feet from the property line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's certain places you can set your equipment now that you, you, know, you couldn't years ago. It, yeah. uh, so, so things are getting tougher. Um, best practices uh, is to have the pool company inspect the pool rather than a home inspection company? Unfortunately, we get many calls, and if it's just a one-visit to a, to a home with a pool, we don't know whether the lines are leaking. We don't know whether the liner is leaking. We can look at the equipment, see what uh, what the age of it is, what shape it's in, yeah. like all of all of that, what shape the liner uh, looks. 
But as far as being able to, to, to give you a judgment call, there's just too much that has to be mm-hmm. done, and it would take a long time to, yeah. to do it. Now, would you have that info if if you installed it yourself, or is that, you know, after a certain amount of years, you can't quite tell, you know, the shape of the pool? We have a file, and again, you know, being on computer now, um, we have a file on everything that we uh, sell and install. Right. So if, if somebody were to call and it was one of our pools, we could give them some history. Okay. So we experience a lot of times, you know, somebody in, in February or March that's that's buying a house with a pool and, and all they can see is, you know, the big green, you know, kind of the pool's Cover. closed, right? Yeah. yeah. So in a way, you know, we got to protect our clients in a way that when they do open the pool in, in April or May or... Um, you know, what, what, what ways can we protect them? Is it something that we, you know, if the pool shop installed the pool, can we call the pool shop up and say, you know, this is, this is the situation or how, how do you, how do you properly inspect the pool in those winter months to ensure that when summer comes that the pool is going to be in good working condition? You don't. We can, we can do it in, uh, contractually, but sometimes that, that little clause or condition makes our buyer's offer Mm -hmm. not, not as attractable. Right. You know what I mean? Well, the, uh, absolutely, you could call the pool shop to see if it was one of our pools. Um, if it wasn't, perhaps you could find out, are they having the pool professionally serviced? Right. Yeah. Chances are, if they, if, if they are, uh, you can get a hold of the service company that's doing it, and they can give you some information right. on that. Yeah, it, it just it, a lot of times when we put in, uh, deals together, mm-hmm. the buyer will put in saying that, you know, on... Uh, by June 1st, let's say most people open up their pools in the last two weeks of May, but by June 1st, they have a right to make a claim if there is any problems with the pool. But but anything can happen, right? Like if, if the new homeowner doesn't uh, hire a pool company to open it, they can mess some, mess something up. They can mess the pump up. And, 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 and I understand this because I know uh, uh, pool pumps – they're, if they're outside, their average lifespan—it's what six to seven years, Bob. Is it? Yeah, am I correct about that? Uh, I was going to say between uh, six and ten years. On so, a, on yeah, a pump. and then and, and then um, uh, what do you call it? A heater. It just depends where it's located. If it's indoor, if it's in a shed with a you know an a exhaust, a cut, you probably get a lo- longer span life on it. But but you just don't know. I we always tell our buyers say you know uh, we try to get the history. We try to find out if they've been getting it serviced. If they have a proper pool company that's opening and closing it. And there is a probability that uh, the age of the filter. We tell them the age of the filter and the age of the fern uh, the heater. Uh, there, there could be something, but it's it, it's not nothing for nothing on purpose that the seller could foresee that it would, you know, fall apart. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that it just things things wear down eventually, right? Well, the, the, speaking of heaters, you don't know what water chemistry that customer was running his pool at, and if it was acidic, it's uh, it's worn away at the copper heat exchanger, and and that's uh, unforeseen. You can't mm-hmm. detect that. Again, if he was bringing his water in on a weekly or monthly basis to a pool store, they're on computer. We can keep track of, you know, actually how he maintained his pool. Right, right. It's just like, it's just like, a, it's just like going, taking your car to the, get serviced at the dealership. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, if you have records of it, then you, you know, you're going to be fine. So do you, do you offer those pool maintenance? You know, if somebody, if somebody has a pool right now and say they've been taking care of it, you know, for the last five years, can they call you up and say, Hey, you know, I don't want to take care of my pool anymore. I want somebody to come, you know, oh, exactly. is it, is it, yep. and what, what type of system could you set them up on and well, and we that. have a we have a weekly uh, a vacuum uh, maintenance program that uh, that you know that w- that we're doing uh, 
all summer, oh. so that way the, the customer's water is properly maintained. But a big thing is is uh, bringing a if you can't you don't don't want that. Bring your water sample in to be tested. There's no charge at least at our store, hmm. and and you get a, uh, a full report on the condition mm-hmm. of your water. So, so what what does that report tell you, and, and and what are some of the red flags that you would uh, you know have to send someone to that pool to fix? Well, a lot of folks uh, having their water tested if their pH is low, usually they have a low total alkalinity, and that's like having a pool of acid, very damaging to any metal such as your heat exchanger, mm-hmm. more damaging to a liner. If you run your pool uh, at an acidic condition, your liner will start to uh, wrinkle up, and there's no way of fixing that. Now, you can get wrinkling from groundwater in the spring, but if that's not the case and you've got a wrinkled liner, you've got a low pH, low total alkalinity, and you can't fix it. You're going to have to replace the liner. Wow. Is there there anything that you can do, like, you know, when you're backwashing, and backwashing is when you're cleaning out the the filter, right? And uh, there was an incident one time where somebody uh, uh, went to backwash, walked away, and emptied the whole pool. How many times has that happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what happens, you lower the pool and it starts sucking air. And if you, you've walked away long enough, your pump runs dry. And you just stored all the, the plastic so, things so you, in your pump. So you wow. need a new, so, new so thing, you need a new liner. <laughs> Yikes. And then you need to buy a, a Five hundred dollars worth of water. Yeah, put, put that back in. <laughs> so I got an expensive a, mistake. It is an expensive mistake. I know it. <laughs> and, one, and one other comment: you should never ever drain a vinyl liner pool unless it's absolutely necessary, or you're going to replace your liner. A lot of folks get a situation: dirty pool. I'm going to dump it. Hmm. As vinyl ages, it loses its uh, elasticity. And if you drain a pool and let it sit too long, the liner shrinks. Right. When you go to put the water back into it. Depending on the age, you yeah. can rip it yeah. and you're finished. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, how do people decide on the design of their pool? Well, first of all, you'd have to decide on what type of pool you want. You can either have an above ground, mm-hmm. which goes completely above ground, an on ground, which is exactly the same pool as an in ground, only it goes partially in the ground, or you can have an in ground pool. And once you've decided on what uh, style of pool you're, you're going to go with, then you can uh, choose a shape or uh, or, you know, that fits your yard. Yeah. Uh, how many different shapes and sizes are there? Or, or is it endless? It's endless because you can play with the panels. Uh, okay. You can, can you do custom? Um, up to a certain point. Right. If, if you want a real custom pool, you're going to have to go uh, concrete. Gun ink. Gun ink right. is what they use now. Yeah. Gotcha. And right. that's uh, that, that's uh, an expensive proposition Yeah. Uh, at this stage of the game. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend a cement pool? And are we talking about the same thing? Concrete, cement? It depends on your uh, your circumstance. If you've got an upscale piece of property and you want to design something, you know, really really neat, then uh, concrete is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But vinyl offers you a lot more uh, selections than they did when I got into the business. Basically, right. back then it was a rectangular pool. Now there's just there's hundreds of, of, of shapes and shapes sizes. and sizes. Yes. Yeah. What about those infinity pools? You know, the ones that you you see where the the water kind of falls off the edge. What Yes, uh, with with vinyl, that's not done as much. That's what you would do more with concrete, and that depends on the lay of the land. Also, you've got to be careful. There's a lot of beautiful pool designs that you see in Florida or California <laughs> where there's no frost, yes. and, and that makes yeah. a whole lot of yeah. difference. You probably yeah. get that a lot as somebody handing yeah. you a magazine or handing oh. you a picture and yeah, saying, hey, you, hey, you know, I want my backyard to look like this, and it's like, well. We had, you know. one, we had one pool we, we didn't build, but we had to winterize, and we actually had to put a tech in a, a plastic rowboat so we could go across the other side to get some <laughs> of the fittings out so we could blow the lines out. So. Wow. <laughs> We've pretty well seen everything. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what color pool surface is best for heat retention? Um, typically, a, a, a darker color uh, is better, and, and a lot of even the dark blues and, and what have you. Mm. But having said that, as vinyl ages, it does um, fade. It, it does bit. fade. Yeah. So if yeah. you start uh, darker, you're probably going to get uh, a longer span. Right. Keep keeping that uh, that dark color. I don't know if uh, the golfy team has run into the situation, but the cost of removing a pool. So a homeowner has you know really yeah. likes this property or really likes his home, but is not a big fan of the pool or is not you, foreseeing you, using yeah, the pool. You have to disclose, uh, and I know a lot of people don't. Um, there, we, we disclose if there has been a pool uh, been buried because a lot of times, uh, Bob, do you guys do that? Do you guys? No, 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 we don't. And what you have to be careful of is in previous years you could have a, a company come in and collapse the walls yes. and and poke holes in the concrete bottom because you don't want to create a bog and and then fill it. I believe now you you have to remove all of the balls and the debris and everything yeah. from yeah, the from like, the uh, uh, site. It, it's it's not good. I wouldn't want to buy uh, a house where you're right. I've seen that where they just collapse the walls and then just fill it in and. Uh, um, if, if a future person that moves there wants to put a pool in, they got a big mess to, to clean out, mm-hmm. and it just adds a lot, a lot more expense uh, to to dig that hole yeah. in that backyard again. So, what's the cost of removing a pool? Again, we don't do that, but from what I've, it, it used to be in the seventy five hundred dollar range, but I do believe now it's up. Ten thousand or better. And how popular wow. is that? Do you do you hear about that a lot? A lot Maybe of just times, a, a couple of times a season. It's not uh, a, as big a problem. Um, I mean, being in the business so long, I've had the same customers. Now they're getting to the point they don't use the pool, <laughs> and, and they you know they do bring that question up. They don't want to leave the house, but yeah. they don't want the pool anymore. They just want the pool guy coming over all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's the cost of having a pool? Uh, not only installing it, but getting it, but you know the the year to year, season to season cost if they are properly maintaining it well f- probably for for chemicals uh and again depending what style of pool you've got uh you know cup cup you know two to two hundred to five hundred dollars would be a okay uh, you know probably so nothing astronomical no okay. not at all all right when we come back uh, we'll talk a little canada day uh, a dog contest on the way as well this is the hamilton real estate show on am 900 chml This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio on this beautiful Canada Day long weekend with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, and Phil Golfie, sales representative with the Golfie team. Also with us in studio, Bob Simpson from the Pool Shop, 1333 Rymel Road at Dartnell here in Hamilton. The phone number there, 905-388-5391. Again, that's 905-388-5391. RobGolfie.com is Rob's website, Rob. G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. If you have a question for the Golfie team, we will answer it on a future program. Questions at RobGolfie.com is the email address. Again, that's questions at RobGolfie.com. Uh, here with Bob Simpson from the Pool Shop. Uh, safety, obviously always a, a big uh, concern and a big issue. Uh, maybe a a few words on safety and what people should be keeping in mind. 
Well, school's out this week, I believe. Yeah. Party's and, over. <laughs> and I, I see the, the, the weatherman's predicting some hot weather finally. <laughs> so now we know the pools are going to be used. Yeah. And I can't, you know, I come from a family business. We're selling a fun product to you and your family. I can't stress enough about keeping everyone safe. When you buy a pool from us, for example, we have a little kit. And in the safety kit is a lanyard. And when you're using the pool with your family, one person wears that lanyard. If you have to get up and do something else, you either give the lanyard to somebody else that's going to be responsible, mm -hmm. or it's time out. Everybody out of the pool until you can come back. Great idea. Um, it only takes seconds for something to happen. And uh, even though everybody tries to pass laws and change things, put more restrictions around a pool and whatnot, it always comes down to uh, uh, somebody responsible looking after the kids in the pool. So... You know, coming into the swimming season, you know, I, I wish everybody would bear in mind the safety aspect mm -hmm. and, and let's have a, you know, a fun, happy season. Absolutely. Great words of advice. What else is in the kit besides the lanyard? Well, basically in instructions and, mm. and um, uh, uh, you know, how, how to use the pool and, and, you know, water testing and, and things like that. Right, all but, the basics. Uh, yep. Excellent. Uh, Canada Day long weekend, perfect uh, weekend to enjoy uh, the swimming pool. Absolutely. What are you up to this there's, weekend? There's a lot of things happening this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. watching some fireworks at uh, Bayfront Park oh, right on. tonight. That should be a lot of fun. There's, uh, I know, I know they've got the uh, the Tall, Tall Ships Harbor cruise yes. going that on. Looks, that looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that, they've got a lot of things going on, uh, and that, that's t that's today. That's happening. And then the Rotary Club of uh, Danda uh, Dundas Pancake Day. They've got some oh, fun wow. on there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Canada Canada Day picnic in the park. Uh, that's at Webster Falls uh, uh, Harvest Road in Dundas. Nice. Dundas is 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah, if you want to head Dundas down has to got a lot, Dundas a lot is busy today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then Avro uh, Lancaster flyovers. Uh, the Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum's uh, the Avro Lancaster will conduct multiple flyovers of the uh, water uh, waterfront during the uh, rendezvous Tall Ships uh, Regatta, and that's that starts in a couple hours at 11 a.m. to 2:30. Yeah, down at uh, Discovery Drive Pier 8. An another great thing today that's happening is uh, between 11 and 5 is the free tall ship deck tours. That's worth uh, taking that's a That's cool. Look at. I've always wanted to go see the HMCS Haida, which is parked, I think it's at Pier 8 as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, old warships. Yes, uh, absolutely. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. And then uh, Corktown uh, Co-op Party. I'm sure Corktown, that, there's a lot of good parties there. Uh, <laughs> the weather's anyway, perfect. That's at Ferguson Avenue South, uh, 175 Ferguson Avenue South. But there's so much more. You can go online and you can find all this stuff. Um, music on the waterfront stage. Uh, uh, today also at uh, at uh, Pier uh, Pier Eight, uh, so yeah, check it stuff. out. Check a lot it of out. stuff going on down at uh, at Pier Eight. Yeah, so yeah. just uh, uh, gonna ask you, Bob, can you go swimming in the harbor or not? Do, do, do they do they fill, uh, <laughs> swim do they, at your own do risk? Do they bring those water tests to the pool shop? <laughs> and, 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 no, I, I I don't think it quite measures up to that backyard pool. Yeah. <laughs> and would they pass? <laughs> Yeah, so they, you ever get somebody bringing in a sample from the lake and say, no, don't go in there? Well, th this year especially, I think a, a lot of the areas are having problems due to the, uh, the abundance of rain, and it's thrown yeah. off. The water uh, levels are really crazy. Oh, yeah. Water levels are high, but also I think the bacteria count is up as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Every every couple of weeks you see the, uh, you know, the do not swim. You know, they, they, they release a, yeah. a posting, you know, on different beaches that you can't, you know, you should stay mm -hmm. away from. and. 
and make sure that you, you don't go there. So how, how does all this, because we have had a lot of rain, certainly even in the last week, for people who have their pools open uh, and don't, I guess, normally cover it, I don't know, I don't have a pool, so I'm not sure how it works, but would you normally cover it, cover it when you're not using it? Do you cover it at night? Do you just leave it open? And when it does rain, how does that impact the water? A lot of folks use a solar blanket, of course, and um, but anything that falls still goes into the pool. Yeah. And when they say acid rain, they mean acid rain. So mm. what will happen is your pH will drop and your total alkalinity will drop. And I've seen so many folks come into the store, have their water tested. You need some pH up and uh, you need some buffer. pH up is your alkalinity. Buffer, uh, sorry, buffer is your total alkalinity pH. Uh, you have to have, have a, at a normal range. Right. And they'll say, I'm not going to buy any of your buffer. That's just a, a, a gimmick. I said, well, what's going to happen? You'll put your pH up in. Within two days, it's going to go right back down. So if you don't have your alkalinity in the 100 to 120 range, right. it, 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 you can put all the pH up in the world, but it still isn't stable. <laughs> You're coming back in a couple of days, Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. So should you get your water tested after every major rainfall, I guess? If you're not testing yourself, yes. Yeah. Um, we recommend, we want to see water at least once a month. Um, more, you know, better is, uh, is once a week or once every two weeks. Yeah. And for sure, before you close the pool, for sure take a sample in. Because like I told you, liners can wrinkle. Yeah. So if you close your pool of acid... You're going to pay for it in the spring. <laughs> it's going to eat away at it. Uh, Tim Hortons, roll up the rim. we got about uh, uh, 30 seconds on this. This runs until July 21st. Great idea on their part. Yeah, yeah second time They're doing, absolutely. A, doing a second time. So Love the new cup. It looks good. Yeah, and uh, caught everybody by surprise. Yeah, it was a well-kept yeah, secret. Yeah. You know, they're marketing geniuses at Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah. they, they certainly know what's going on to make sure you... You stop by and get your uh, get your cup of coffee on the way to work. So good on work. them. Uh, when we come back, our uh, final segment of the Hamilton Real Estate Show, we're going to talk about uh, some upcoming statistics uh, and also the dog contest as well. And uh, Phil is going to explain that. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also with us, Phil Golfie, sales rep with the Golfie team. And in studio, our special guest this week is Bob Simpson from the Pool Shop, 1333 Rymel Road at Dartnell here in Hamilton. Uh, his phone number is 905-388-5391. Again, that's 905-388-5391. 5391. Questions at com is the email address. Send us an email about uh, anything under the sun real estate related. We'll get to it on a future program. Questions at com. The website, com. That's robgolfi.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Although today being Canada Day, I'm not sure if the phone's off. Or do you, do you get to relax? We don't relax. We work all the time. We work all the time. We don't get a we don't get a break. And uh, but you know what? And I and I, I don't mind because I love what I do. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's great. Just want to talk about we were at the uh, Durand Park Association mm-hmm. uh, celebrating their forty fifth year of service uh, with the association. Durand Park. <clears throat> 
great little park there, but it's it's uh, with all those nice older homes in the uh, in the in the, I guess you would call it southwest area of yeah. uh, of Hamilton. We went there. I saw Bob Bettina there, and also uh, 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 the mayor uh, Fred Eisenberg. Okay, good. Uh, they were all all hanging out there. Great area, great association. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved it. Uh, they got a, a great little park there. I, I it's you know it's funny when you drive by it all the time. You don't really. You know, you just drive by, say, hey, that's a nice park. But actually, we, Philip and I, we went there and uh, we actually walked around, met some people. It was, it was, it was a great, uh, great, great thing. That's very happened. passionate about their little community. There, yeah. uh, a lot of the uh, the homeowners, you know, they they, they want to keep it the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we, we t- you know listened to a few conversations in terms of the development of the community. Um, you know, they want to they want them to be single family homes. A lot of people are going in there as investors and and you know turning them into multi family homes or right. different style apartments and that. The thing is, the houses are big enough to do that, but they still want to make sure that the community doesn't turn over to investors. They want to protect the, uh, you know, the old style, mm-hmm. yeah. the, old the style integrity homes. of the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. that's a delicate balance because as a, a, you know, as a buyer or seller, you you just want you know the most money you can, and sometimes you just don't care who you're selling to. Correct. Yeah, that's well, it. It, it, yeah. So if a buyer's buying it, I mean, the seller he doesn't care as long as he gets the yeah, money. Yeah, as long as he gets the money. Yeah. So I mean, but they don't want, um, you know, like how Brad Lamb's coming, um, building Television City and, yeah. and stuff like that with his investors. Um, they they just want to keep it from becoming, you know, like you know, you buy two three buildings, yeah. two three houses, and you, now you got yourself an apartment complex. Right. So I mean, all of a sudden you're living in a nice neighborhood. Now you got this big, you know, ten story building right next yeah. door to you. That's that's what they're trying to stop. Okay. They're tr- they're trying to stop that in that neighborhood. And, and you guys are moving to that neighborhood. Yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks uh, we're being in there. They just uh, we're just getting our, our parking lot uh, repaved, and uh, the curbs are they just they just formed the curbs with this rain. Everything's been delayed. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. we're getting everything all set up to move into uh, uh, downtown there at uh, Mark <coughs> Markland and uh, uh, James Street South. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have an inv- open house invitation. Oh, uh, excellent! Yeah, absolutely. Welcome the community great. in. Uh, let's talk about the dog contest. What's yeah, happening? Yeah, so in in association with uh, Big Country Raw, Big Country Raw, they're uh, a dog food company out of the Niagara area, and um, in. Uh, Rent's Pet Depot. So we got a couple big prizes coming up. Uh, Stay tuned to our Facebook page and make sure you you take a cute picture of your dog and and we're gonna have a we're gonna run a contest. We'll we'll release more details later, but just make sure uh, you're staying tuned and and the um, the winner will be announced on National Dog Day, which is August 26th. Interesting. So we're we're uh, we're getting everything ready, getting everything geared up for that, and and uh, maybe we'll bring Brody back in studio to <laughs> yeah. be a little advocate of the yeah. uh, of the uh, dog contest. If they, so if they go to our uh, our. Our our page, uh, the Rob Golfie uh, team Remax, uh, you can stay in tuned and, and just like our page, and you'll always be up to date on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we expecting with the Thai Cats? What you know? What they're not doing too bad right now. I I, uh, I don't know. The, the, the pre- you, you know more about the yeah. Ticats. Game the, number one was nothing to write home about. <laughs> so what what are we expecting? Our the power rankings came out the other week. I think they're eighth right now. So yeah, I don't buy into power rankings. No, I, I buy into wins and losses. And right now they have zero <laughs> wins and one loss. So uh, you know, yeah, it's a long season. But uh, game number one was not, I think, a, an indication of how this team can play. They're they're a lot more talented than what they showed. But hey. 
Yeah, we'll That's be down there. The yeah, exactly. We'll be down there. We uh, renewed our season's tickets again, so we'll be... Excellent. Yeah, so yeah. looking forward great to it. Great atmosphere at Tim Hortons Field. Like, yeah. really great atmosphere. Yeah. Not that Iverwin wasn't, but, you know, just having something new and something that we can, you know, call our own and, and, and uh, you know, attend games right from game number one, I think is... Uh, it's, 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 it's brought a lot... Fabric, yeah, it's brought a lot... community. It's brought a lot more events. I, I, yeah. I, the, the Canada rugby game was just there. Uh, yeah. I believe there's a couple concerts. Billy, uh, Billy Talent just played there. Yeah. I, I know Keith urban sold out the stadium a couple of years ago which yeah. was a massive concert so and uh and, and i think the first ontario center is is noticing that in hamilton you know if they can if they can kind of revamp that and, and it might attract a lot more people to the downtown to core the downtown. so we'll see what happens with that but yeah definitely a a, a great thing for the city uh we've got about a minute left uh next week or we're listening uh, for some upcoming stats that are coming yes out. so we've got we're going to be going through our our second quarter of the year and i'm going to have the up-to-date stats on how the difference between the first quarter and the second quarter uh you'll be amazed at uh what you're going to hear and mm. uh, look forward to hearing listening to us next uh next saturday so this is going to be uh april may june the, yeah it's i'll have the, the stats quarter. for april may june and also uh and i compared to the first uh, three months, uh, January, right. March, absolutely. And we could also compare to the the first half of last year as well. Uh, absolutely, we'll yeah, yeah. We'll have I'll have all that. Thinking it's going to be much different. I think there's going to be <laughs> shocking, shocking, <laughs> shocking yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and if you're looking for a pool, make sure you call Bob Simpson. Yes. Do not text him because he won't reply. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the old school. Yeah. <laughs> the old school. But but just to let you know, I did have years ago. Bob did put a pool in for us. We were very happy with Excellent. it, and uh, they were really they were really great. The only thing is, I just want to make sure he doesn't uh, have his pool boys come to my house because uh, <laughs> they're not allowed to take their shirts off. Am I correct? <laughs> No, no. They, just, they just wear speedos. <laughs> uh, Bob Simpson, uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, you know, uh, congratulations on 45 years and and then some. I know the the business is going to continue to be uh, ultra successful. Again, 1333 Rymel Road at Dartnell here in Hamilton. Uh, give them a call at 905-388-5391. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for the invite, Phil. Rob, thanks for coming in. We'll awesome. uh, be back next Saturday day. morning. Yes, here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML.